Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of the Downtown Rams podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsors, Thrive Fantasy, Built Bar, and ExpressVPN. Now, using promo code DTSN, our listeners can get $20 bonus cash on a deposit of at least $20 on Thrive Fantasy, 10% off their Built Bar protein bar order, and 35% off their ExpressVPN annual subscription. Once again, all you have to do is use the promo code DTSN and tell them the Downtown Rams podcast sent you. Now enjoy the show. Aaron Donald creates the fumble. Goff goes crashing into the end zone. It is intercepted by Jalen Ramsey. Robert Woods, touchdown. Picked off by John Johnson. Touchdown, Tyler Higby. Cooper Cup plucks it out of the air. Henderson with a good run and a first down. Still on his feet. Touchdown, Van Jefferson. Everett in stride. Wow. Welcome back, guys, to another Downtown Rams podcast episode. It is 3.32. I'm your host, Jake Allenbogen. Unfortunately, unable to join me today is Alexis Kraft. She has a family emergency going on, uh, so she will be back, but she will not be here for this episode. We are going to preview the Rams-Cardinals game. You're likely hearing this on a Saturday, um, or you could be hearing this game day. Uh, either way, we're this is what we're breaking down. We're going to preview it. Um, the Rams are headed to Arizona to play the Cardinals, coming off a brutal loss, but we won't spend too much time talking about that because I think Alexis and I talked about it quite enough with the 49er game. In this one, injury report-wise, uh, Terrell Lewis, the third-round, uh, very talented pass rusher, is out again with a knee injury. He's had all sorts of issues this year. That was his biggest issue coming into the draft and why he likely didn't go in the uh, top of the second round. Uh, so that is a concern of mine moving forward. He is out. Sebastian Joseph Day, who's been playing some really good football in the interior, he has a hip issue. Um, he is questionable. I would expect him to play, but you never know. So he's questionable going into tomorrow. Uh, Brian Allen it has a knee issue. He is questionable as well. However, Brian Allen isn't going to play unless things go bad on the offensive line. Uh, so Brian Allen isn't a huge loss if he doesn't play. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, however, could be a, a, a significant loss, uh, seeing as the fact they've really gone um, and utilized that rotation. 
of course, Ashawn Robinson's back, so he would just fill right in there. But it is nice to have that rotation get everyone the playing time, but also everyone the the break that they need. Uh, Donald and Brockers both did not play or did not uh, participate this week. Um, Well, Donald was off Wednesday, and then Brockers was out for the whole week. They're both going to play. Uh, It it was non-injury-related uh, Donald Thursday and Friday was full participant. So he got his, you know, veterans day off on Wednesday and Michael Brockers has something else going on as far as the Cardinals though. Pretty interesting here. You have Jalen Thompson, the talented safety, uh, who they got via the supplemental draft. He is out, uh, did not practice all week because of that ankle, um, Charles Washington, the safety, uh, groin injury. He is questionable. He was limited participant on Friday and Thursday, did not participate on Wednesday. Um, questionable, Richard Lawrence, defensive tackle. Uh, he's got a calf issue. And Angelo Blackson, defensive end, had, had an illness. Um, he is questionable, did not practice on Friday. Now, I said it was interesting because you had guys like um, Justin Pugh come up on the injury report. You had guys like Zach Allen, um, Dan Arnold. And, of course, Kyler Murray. So, it's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, Kyler Murray is, is nursing a right shoulder issue. He's obviously going to play. Uh, but it's definitely something to keep in mind moving forward. Now, this Cardinals team is coming off a loss in which, really, I don't think anybody expected them to lose to the Patriots coming into this game. Maybe before the season, but not coming into this game. So, 2017, they lose to New England on the road. They're coming back home to play a team. So they're coming off a loss, and they're playing a team that's also coming off a loss. Uh, theirs is pretty brutal. The Rams is also pretty brutal, but the Rams were outplayed, and the Cardinals, you could argue, would go both ways. Um, looking at this, looking at least last week, uh, I you know happened to watch the Arizona game. Um, from what I could see, is that you know at the end of the day, this is uh, this is a team that obviously needs to start playing better football. Um, you know, coming into this game, they're 6-5. and five, And, you know, you have to be able to play that December football. This is going to be a very important game, just like the next Rams game where they go into L.A. Cardinals know they have to win this. They're in jeopardy of going 6-6, six and six, which would be really bad for this team moving forward. Um, but just watching last week, just taking away what I did, um, was really impressed with DJ Humphreys, their left tackle. I think he's playing some of the best football of his career right now. Um, really starting to get the handle of it. Um, it took him a bit, but he, he's he's playing some really good football. So, you know, definitely could be a problem there, especially without Terrell Lewis. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, of course, has played phenomenal football this season. So he's obviously somebody to watch out for. The Rams did do a nice job and had a pretty easy job against Russell Wilson. They they really just stifled him. So if that game is any indicator of what they'll do with Kyler Murray, then, you know, there's probably no worry there. Um, you know, then you have DeAndre Hopkins, of course, you know, who is likely going to be isolated on Jalen Ramsey throughout the entire game. He's arguably the best uh, wide receiver in the league. Jalen Ramsey is arguably the best corner in the league. So it's a phenomenal matchup there. Must see TV. Um, I mentioned Justin Pugh. He played pretty solid last week. He's the left guard. Kelvin Beecham as well thought he was pretty solid. Um, you know, he's uh, he's the right tackle. And then, you know, they're, they're getting Andy Isabella more involved. Had 41 uh, snaps last week uh, because, of course, Larry Fitzgerald was out. 
Um, so because Larry Fitzgerald's out, you're, you're going to see more Andy Isabella. You're going to see more Christian Kirk, who had 64. Obviously, he, he's he's starting to turn it on in you know this year. And then Keyshawn Johnson got some active um, you know participation there. Dan Arnold, who we mentioned, had 26 snaps. Uh, Max Williams is really their go-to tight end. Um, but they use three. They use Evan Bayless, they use Dan Arnold, and they use Max Williams. Max Williams is the guy, though, who's going to be out there for the most of the time. Um, you know, and, and he's the guy they really like as a uh, an all-around tight end, whereas Dan Arnold is more of the receiving tight end, and Evan Bayless is more of a blocking uh, specialist. Um, as far as the running game goes, this is a talented football team on the ground with Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon Drake logged 41 snaps to Chase Edmonds, 32. The Rams have done a nice job against uh, running backs this season. They are top six in the league in run defense. Um, but make no mistake, you know, this this team, they have a good run game. They have a uh, method of, you know, getting the ball to their guys. And I think that they could be an issue, you know, moving forward if the Rams aren't ready and they're not prepared for both of the way um, that, you know, they, they carry the ball. I mean, you know, the, the way the Cardinals are is they're very high-octane offense, and this is an elite defense that they're going up against. But when push comes to shove and you get, you know, desperate, you you show us more of who you really are. And the Cardinals right now, they're sitting there third place in the division. They're sitting there with a 6-5 and five record to go to 500 after they started off the season, uh, you know, very well. I mean, this is push comes to shove I mean this this is the time they're you know they're eighth in points per game they're 14th in points allowed they're second in in yards per game um and then they've, they've only you know given up 350 yards per game so they're, they're they're middle of the road defensive wise which is normally good enough if you have an elite offense and their offense has been very very good they average more yards per carry than any team in the league they average five yards per carry and they give the ball 30.9 times uh, a game. So you're, they're going to use Edmonds, and they're going to use Kenyon Drake, and the Rams have to be prepared uh, going up against that. However, on the flip side of things, the Cardinals struggle to stop the run, and that's something the Rams, I think, need to do a ton of. This Sunday, the Rams need to go back to what they were doing uh, when they were consistently winning games, and that is running the football. Um, and they need to run it. They need to use all three guys, but they need to. I think they need to narrow it down to two guys that for the majority of the game. And those two guys are Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. We saw Akers emerge with his 60 plus yard run uh, on Sunday. Very impressive. And that actually set up the entire drive to score uh, Cam Akers did. So you want to see more of that. Um, you want to see the fact that, you know, again, this the 23rd uh, run defense in the league. Um, the Rams are a very good, um, you know, running game. They have a very good running game. They need to use, and I've said this, if you've seen any of my YouTube videos or anything like that, they have to use the Rams have to use the run, uh, the running backs in the passing game, and they need to make Jared Goff more comfortable. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to do the whole blaming thing with Jared Goff. He's not comfortable. It's clear. And I want them to figure out how to make him comfortable. It's that simple. I mean, I could un you could say what you want. Like, well, you know, he's not playing that well. And he has plenty around him. And, you know, he should be comfortable. Yeah, he should be comfortable. I totally agree with you. But right now he's not. The Rams are 7-4. and four. 
they're on a one-game losing streak because they just beat two teams back-to-back who are going to be in the playoffs in the Seahawks and the Buccaneers, and then decided to lose to a team that's not very good and has 28 guys on IR. So, yeah, the Rams need to turn around here. They're 19th in points per game. They're 6th in yards per game. Keep that in mind, folks. Uh, running right now, they're they're 8th in um, you know rushes per game. They're ninth in running uh, rushing yards per game. First, or sorry, sixth in rushing touchdowns per game. But their yards, they're eighteenth in in yards per rush. So, and this team also has kind of turned themselves into an elite run defense. They're fourth. It's very simple. The Rams are going to want to dominate the time of possession, which they've pretty much done the majority of the season. They did against uh, the Niners, and they still, you know, somehow lost. They have to keep, they have to keep their offense on the field. They have to sustain those long drives, and quite frankly, they have to put the ball in the end zone. Jared Goff has to be more comfortable. They have to make that happen, and we can say what we will about their offensive line. I know there were a lot of people that were very taken back by how bad their offensive line was last week, but I don't really think they were that bad. I don't. I did see it, but I thought David Edwards was phenomenal. He played the best game of his career. Austin Blythe was good. And I thought that, you know, Nopeboom had a game where he was up and down, which is to be expected. Rob Havenstein was solid. And, I mean, Corbett was the weak link. But aside from that, I was impressed. That's not an easy team to go up against defensively. So, I'm looking at this offensive line going up against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, they have some guys that you definitely have to worry about. Um, And, you know, guys like Hassan Reddick, Jordan Hicks, Kennard, Simmons, Peterson, Drake Kirkpatrick, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy. They, They have names. But... When I look at this team, I don't think this team has more depth than the 49ers do. And they're a good team. I think they make the playoffs, but they're about to be 6-6 six and six if they lose to the Rams. So I think that's definitely something to keep in mind here, you know, as, as we move forward. You know, this is a good team. They're not a great team. And according to, you know, PFF, I mean, they're the 21st team in the league. So... The Rams are the fifth. So, I mean, you gotta have to. You're gonna have to win this game. There's no excuse moving forward. You know, and the the number one seed is probably out the window because they lost the 49ers. But I mean, they they might honestly want to keep the the fifth seed if you ask me. But um, because you you get to play against an NFC East team. But regardless, I mean, they're gonna have to you know win this game against Arizona. They can't lose two straight. They can't start falling behind in the division. They need that division record. They need the tiebreakers. They can't give Arizona any more life back because right now they they probably feel depleted, and if they lose this game, they're going to be 6-6, and and it's not going to be good for them. So the Rams can't afford to do that. Um, But just looking at this, I mean, you know, this year, just looking at this season, you know, they have guys like Buda Baker that are playing very, very good football. 
Very impressive. And, I mean, these names are huge. Byron Murphy, you know, I mean, these names are huge. But there's no excuse. There's no excuse. If if Jared Goff did what he did against Tampa Bay's defense, there's no excuse for Jared Goff to not do something against this Arizona defense. Again, middle of the pack, elite offense. That should be able to be beat. And I think the Rams can do it uh, this Sunday. Um, you know, I think you're going to see more guys get involved that were rookie that are rookies and you know are trying to get more acclimated to you know what life is like playing in the NFL. I think Cam Akers has done that. I think they're going to have to get Van Jefferson more involved um, to name like those two. But I feel good about the Rams in this one. I know it seemed like the sky was falling. And I understand everyone's issues with the last game. Totally understand it. I mean, even I'm guilty of it. You know, I, I Jared Goff played a really poor game. And it just kind of, you know, it goes back to, you know, he's very inconsistent. And that's an issue. But I, I don't have much of a, a doubt in my mind that Jared Goff is going to play good football on Sunday. And the Rams are going to win. I don't. And if you do, totally, like that's totally fine. I'm not saying, you know, telling you how to feel, but I feel good about this team moving forward. I think, and Colin Coward actually b- broke it down for me. <laughs> it's very, very simple. The Rams are 0-2 against the 49ers and 7-2 against everyone else. And before you're quick to say, well, they're the champion of the NFC East, that's just four games. So at the end of the day, they still had to play and beat Seattle. They had to play and beat, uh, you know, they had to play and beat um, Tampa, you know. So they had to beat those teams. And sure, they beat Chicago. But before you, you throw that game out the window, because I understand their offense is pretty limited, look at that defense. That's one of the best defenses in football, and they should have won by more. So the NFC East, thing it should go out the window plus the Giants they've been in almost every game but throw that game out the window moving forward this is 7-2 team against any team that's not the 49ers and 0-2 against the 49ers this team for whatever reason has the Rams number whether it's Robert Sella Chris Kokurik D'Amico Ryans anybody on that coaching staff Kyle Shanahan they have the Rams number I can't explain why they just they do. You watch the film, they're very comfortable. They play with an edge against the Rams. They didn't have that same edge against the Saints. And it was a closer game, you know, that than people expected. But and I'm not I'm not gonna say that they're not playing with heart. But they just simply didn't have that game against the Rams. So that's the thing here. Like when I look at this team, I look at the fact the Rams played a team that just seems to have their number and people may not like hearing that it may not make anything easier especially the arch rival 49ers i don't think anybody wants to hear how the arch rival 49ers have the rams number but if they do they do and you move on you only play them twice and the rams have been in every game so this sunday the rams will beat the cardinals they will win. It will be the first time this season that they have gone over 40 points. And they will win a 42-21 a to 21 football game. 
I think this this offense is finally going to click. The defense is going to be pretty much what you would expect against you know an elite offense. I think the elite offense will get their their time. They'll get an opportunity to score. But it's coming. And I think it was coming last week if, if the Rams didn't play the 49ers, as bad as that sounds. The game was there. We won't get into it any more than we already have. But the game was there. So Rams are getting Obanaya Okoronkwo back, which is good news. You're expected to see, and I, I doubt he'll play a whole lot, but Derek Rivers, their, free, uh, their waiver claim that they got from New England, so, I feel good about that. Um, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey, I feel good about their matchups. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. This could be a game where an Andy Isabella or, you know, Keyshawn Johnson get through in the secondary and have a decent game. This could be a game where the Rams, for whatever reason, all of a sudden can't stop the run game, but I don't see that. I mean, when you look at this defense, the way they're playing, I feel very confident. But the offense, going back and watching the film, folks, Jared Goff is inconsistent, and he has left a lot of throws on the field, a lot of them. He's missed a ton of them. But Daryl Henderson is having a good season. He's just not getting the usage he needs. Cooper Cup is having a great season. He's just not getting enough usage. Van Jefferson, when needed, he has been reliable in his 125 snaps. Cam Akers is starting to really turn it on. They need to capitalize on that. Robert Woods, one of the better, more underrated receivers in the game, having a good season, not getting enough consistency. Thrown to him, you know, consistent targets. Josh Reynolds, having a very good season, but he is not getting enough, you know, there's not a consistent number of throws his way Tyler Higby I'll say this over and over and over again Tyler Higby has not been healthy so if you want to say that Higby's had an awful season and he's a bust and the Rams shouldn't assign him go back and realize that three four touchdown game he had against the Eagles he was healthy then how come all of a sudden he, he wasn't doing that anymore? How come all of a sudden he wasn't getting targeted the way he was? How come all of a sudden, you know, all the progress he made last year kind of went away? Do you think it just expired after the Eagles game? Do you think he was just throwing in, oh, well, I got to score my four touchdowns now before my time expires and I'm no longer a good tight end anymore? It's not how it works. Higby's clearly injured. And just because he suited up and wore that Gronk-style uh, arm brace doesn't mean he's not injured he's had all sorts of stuff this year and Gerald Everett by the way is averaging four yards uh, well four plus yards uh, per snap in which he gets um, when Gerald Everett gets open yards of separation for NFL next gen stats Gerald Everett has the highest yards of separation of any Ram on the team so I think that's why he's been used a lot. I think it has to also do with Higby's injuries. This team is going to figure it out. I mean, I've said it over and over again. It's going to happen. It, it may not happen overnight. And it sure hasn't been overnight. But, I mean, this team is sixth in yards per game. 
They just have to get in the end zone. They just have to finish drives. Their red zone, uh, their red zone touchdown scoring percentage is is their number tenth in the league. I mean, if they just keep on building on that, they're going to be good. They're going to be better. And we've already seen what Sean McVay can do with an offense. Go back and watch 2018 and 2017. The key component in that was Todd Gurley, but I think it's a very lazy excuse to say Todd Gurley is the reason the Rams' offense fell off a cliff. So, the Rams have pieces. The Rams have a matchup opportunity here. As far as stat predictions, you're looking at probably, I'm going to say this, the Rams are going to get four touchdowns out of Jared Goff. The Rams' defense is going to force three turnovers on Kyler Murray. And, like I said, the Rams are going to win 42-21. to 21. A little crazy, but it's coming. The Rams have been ready. It's, it's been there. They're going to get over 40, and I think it happens this week. Now, Arizona is a good football team. I'm not saying they're not. But they, the Rams absolutely have to win this game. They have a short week upcoming against the Patriots. I'll tell you right now, I'm more worried about that game with Bill Belichick and what he did to uh, what he did to Jared Goff in the Super Bowl than I am about this game. So the Rams need to make a statement. They need to come off of a tough loss in a big way, and that seems to be this team's mantra. They came off a tough loss against the Dolphins. They've traveled to and from the East Coast five times this season. It's not an excuse, but they finally lost their first game at home, and there had been a lot of traveling. So now, the furthest they have to travel, Arizona and Seattle, I feel like this team is finally going to settle in. And again, I could be wrong, but 42-21 is how I see it. I still think the Rams are the favorite in the NFC West. They still have to play Seattle. Which, by the way, if you're doing the math, if they beat Seattle, they would have the same record, assuming they won out with Seattle and they would win the tiebreaker via, you know, head-to-head tiebreaker. So again, I'm not worried about the Rams. I'm a little concerned about Jared Goff moving forward because we've already seen Jared Goff has the potential to look like a top-five quarterback go back to 2018 or the beginning of 2018, in the, the middle. But then, you know, towards the end of that year, he started to struggle a little bit. 2019, we saw it. And 2020, we've seen it. So this inconsistency thing, if, if he can beat inconsistency, can be more consistent and be a top 10 quarterback instead of being top 5 and top, you know, 26, I'll take the top 10. I think everyone would take top 10 all the time over 6 here and there and then 26 here and there. I'm just saying. So, again, really feeling good about this game. Um, bummer, Alexis couldn't join me, but she'll be back. So don't worry. You know, don't worry about her. Um, you know, that's that's all I got. So, appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm Jake Ellenbogen, and uh, this has been the Downtown Rams podcast, episode three thirty two, and episode three thirty three will uh, take over after the Rams Cardinals game concludes. So. But if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. 
And as always, take care, guys, and go Rams. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.